Pimble Nerds to episode 351, part C, part 3. Geez, might as well just be C3PO. Um, I'm continuing to take a little bit of a pinball break right now, but I have for you, just because it's been a week since I put an episode up, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to put any more of these, uh, the 100 things up because I went way over in my time and uh, it's kind of a week in between me recording each one. So the last one was actually recorded back on Halloween. Anyways, here it is. I hope you enjoyed. I will be back with some pinball content probably soon. I'm thinking probably uh, about 10 days from now I'll be back with some content. Um, yeah, I'm just taking a little bit of a pinball break. But, uh, I, you know, I, me, I still love talking to you guys and keeping up with you. And I've been getting messages about putting up an episode. But after recording, I don't know, I think 61 of the top 100 things you didn't know about me, I'm starting to feel like this is just me being a conceited jerk and talking about myself. So, I don't know, I wasn't going to put up any more of these, I was just going to delete the last episode, then I was like, but you already took the time and energy to put it up, and there are probably some people who listened to the last one, and I looked, and actually most of you did listen to the episode a good 40 minutes through, so most of you listened, so therefore I will thank you by putting up another one, but... Uh, very low pinball content on this one. This is back on Halloween about a week ago. Hopefully you pinball nerds enjoy. Um, I will be back and I will have more pinball content, but for me to be able to do the content as refreshed and excited, for me to truly eat, sleep, and breathe pinball, I have to be a little more excited about it than this. And because of a lack of tournaments, closed arcades, and the like, it's been hard to get my excitement level up. But I just found out I might be playing if the coronavirus numbers continue to stay low between now and the 22nd in Halifax, I will be playing a tournament. So I am very hopeful for that. And I'm sure with a week before the tournament, I'm going to want to uh, start talking, thinking a little more pinball. So don't worry, I'm just taking a short pin break. Most other pinball podcasts go two weeks to a month between their episodes anyways. So the fact that, you know, I'm you're only going to hear a couple, uh, you know, maybe one a week for a month. Uh, that's it. It is. It is what it is, folks. All right. Hopefully, enjoy. And if you're not into the non-pinball content, that's totally cool too. The numbers were super low from the last episode, as far as people who listened. I'm totally get it. I've gone off topic so many times. I, I, you probably know way too much about me already, more than you already needed to. So, anyways, for those of you who are enjoying, I will be putting the remainder of this up, and then I'll be done with it. Um, I am going to maybe include 10 pinball ones for the very end, and I'm going to try to make them stories you haven't heard before. So, all right, pinball nerds. Until next time, remember to eat, sleep, and breathe pinball. And if you're not, take a bit of a break and come back, and you'll love it just as much, hopefully again in the future. I know what you pinball nerds are thinking right now. Is there a more Canadian band than Rush? The answer to your question is, F yeah, the tragically hit. But Rush is like number two, so it's pretty close, right?
it's pretty close. All right, so I'm gonna try to bang a couple of these out a lot quicker because I realize uh, if I'm trying to do 100, we're getting there too slow. But first things last, let's start by opening up this can of Spearhead Brewings. Uh, this is uh, brewed in Kingston, believe it or not, where the Tragically Hip are from, right? So this is the Hawaiian style pale ale, but the Tragically Hip are not the only band, okay, uh, that are going to be talked about during today's podcast. They're just not. All right, so here we go. Number, where were we? I just played pinball for several hours. No, I finished number 11, number 12. Okay, number 12. That's right, here we go. So number 12 is something you didn't know before today, because I didn't know it before today, was that, hey, I'm not that bad at Attack from Mars. So they have the Chicago Gaming Company remake of Attack from Mars there. And... I got two shots away from Mars Attacks, and that would have been only my second time in real life. I've done it virtually, but that would have been my second time in real life getting to the mini wizard uh, mode on Mars Attacks. So, uh, or sorry, Attack from Mars. Uh, but it's called Mars Attacks. And I was two shots away from it, and Drop Target Danielle walked in and distracted me. I asked her to leave me for minimum an hour to an hour and a half to let my pinballs be pinned. And she came back from the mall after only, like, half an hour. What do you have to say for yourself, Drop Target? Sorry. I was like, why are you, you're back so early. If you send your wonderful partners to the mall with unlimited money and you say, go to town, buy any shoes you want, get anything you like, and they come back in half an hour, you're like, what? I found them really fast. Sorry. She's not picky, everybody. This is what I love. When there was some women I was with previously who would take hours and hours and hours to get ready and usually Danielle is ready before me that is so true the odd wedding or something like you might take slightly longer well yes but like day to day I'm generally quicker <laughs> generally there's like one day it's like Christmas is the one day I'm in the yeah. car before you I'm like let's go to Christmas let's go to Christmas but I'm a big Christmas fan and you're not so I guess that would really be number 12 is that I'm a no wait number 12 is that I've only been to the wizard mode in attack from Mars even though it's generally considered the easiest wizard mode in all of pinball now if to all those people saying that they obviously haven't played roller coaster tycoon because I've got to wizard mode twice on roller coaster tycoon in one game and I certainly haven't done that in attack from Mars but uh Anyways, I, am I getting better at being on time slowly? Yeah. Well, and it helps that we live out here where you don't have to be on time for many things because it's a much slower pace of life. Well, the goats <laughs> don't get that mad if you're late, right? Like, Luke and Leia aren't like, hey, you're late. They're well, more like, I'm hungry, but they don't do that till you come outside. That's true. They don't bother you. Which is nice. Yet. Very nice. Okay, so uh, let's move on to number 13. Number 13 is Deadpool. Even though I love pinball, I don't love Deadpool. I wish I loved Deadpool. I love George Gomez. I think he's an excellent uh, pinball designer. I love the Beatles. Uh, I think he's super rad at what he does at Stern. However, I don't love Deadpool. I wish I liked it more, I guess, is kind of like what I'm saying to you. I wish I liked it more. I like it a little, but I don't like it a lot. Do you know what I mean? 
I don't know. I need more time with it. I did get Disco Multiball today, which was awesome. Um, I got 86 million, which is not even that good of a score on Deadpool. Like, if Jack Danger were playing that on the Dead Flip stream on Twitch, that would be, like, a mediocre multiball for him. That, you know, he gets, like, a billion on the cash. You know, I'm not that good. But... My very first time I ever played Deadpool was at the Toronto uh, Toronto Pinball Championships or whatever they are in Toronto at the CNE, and I played it like it was just there. I think um, Player One Amusements uh, had it there as you know, like just a demo game. It was really new; it had just came out. And I got 236 million and I put up the GC on that friggin' guy. Or I don't know if it was GC. I took a picture of it actually. Uh, I don't know if it was a GC, but it was like the top score or the GC at the time. And I, I've i never beat that again. Can you believe that, honey? That was a few years ago. Yeah, I don't believe that. And I played Deadpool probably 20 times since then. I've never got over 200 million again. But I do have the GC already before we went there today at the one at Bolarama in Dieppe. Yep. Is that how you say it in French or is it different in French? Uh, I, I believe it's Dieppe. Dieppe? Dieppe. Dieppe at Bonjour. Dieppe, New Brunswick. Okay, here's a random number 14, guys. I speak a little bit of French. So, je m'appelle Albert. Je parle le français un petit, petit, petit. <laughs> Bravo. So Danielle is 100% uh, bilingual in writing and speaking. And I'm like 9% bilingual in speaking and 1% bilingual in writing. I can't... I, I know what the word erette, because that's stop sign, so that's stop. I know that word. I know it. Bonjour. I know what, like, uh, was it KFC in French is, like, CFK or something? It's, uh, P, so poulet. Poulet, le canard dans la bouche. It's P, <laughs> it's PKF or PFK, I don't know. Okay, well, let's show them I can speak at least the tiniest bit of French. So can you, can you do just a, a little bit of French talk with me? Okay. Okay, so, uh, je, uh, j'aime... La pinball. Mm -hmm. Grande, grande, grande. Beaucoup, beaucoup, beaucoup. No, no to parler le français grand, like un expert. Grande is uh, big, beaucoup is a lot. Okay. Tu aimes le pinball un petit peu? Oui, un petit peu, c'est ça. Et. Je, j'aime la pinball en... Beaucoup, beaucoup, beaucoup. Beaucoup, beaucoup, beaucoup. <laughs> Fermez la bouche. <laughs> so that means, uh, to all, I think the Americans who didn't have to take French for like, which, so everyone in Canada has to take French until grade nine. Oui. Yes. So on most grade nine report cards, the French teacher would say, you did really good at French. You should do French again next year, like Danielle's French teacher. Well, wait, you went to, what do you call it? I went to a francophone grade school, and then I skipped... So, wait, 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 wait. you got to explain this. Huh? Your English class was in French. No, English class was in English, but oh. everything else was in French. Well, what class was French in? It was, like, you know how you have, like, English language arts or whatever? Yeah. We would have, like, French language arts. 
So you had four of your five classes a day were French, and I had one class a week that was French. <laughs> yeah. Or two. Yeah. Wow. Sometimes once a day. It depends on the grade. But anyways, I speak a little bit of French. Can you say, like, a, a really cool long sentence? Like, okay, can you translate for me? I'll try. Okay. Hello to all the pinball nerds across the entire planet. Uh, bonjour à tous les uh, nerds de pinball à travers la planète. Oh my god, you just blew my mind! <laughs> Holy crap, I half loaded. Wow, that was so cool. Okay, so that was really neat. I love to listen to her speak French. We had this rule for a while where, our, well, our children were young on weekends where we had to only speak French and it drove you nuts. Yeah, well. You, you felt like you were speaking French and teaching me all day long. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like I did it at work too, right? I yes. Like, you were the like, bilingual marketing manager at Herbal Magic in London, yeah. Ontario. Yep. And then you spoke French at Citibank as well. Yes. And then you spoke French at TD Canada Trust for Visa. Yep. CIBC Mellon. CIBC Mellon. So you've worked for how many companies speaking French? A lot. A lot. Uh, beaucoup, beaucoup, beaucoup. Too many. <laughs> uh, too, too many, beaucoup, bonjour. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay, but no, for the Americans, if they come up here to Canada, they only need to be able to say, can I have a glass of your best beer? So how do you say that? Um, Est-ce que je peux avoir une glace de votre bière première? No, okay, no, no, you've yeah. overdone it. Just give them the, yeah. I want a beer. How do you say, I want a beer? Je veux un bière. Je veux un bière. Would they give me one in Quebec with that? Je veux un bière. Yeah, but they might give you like a crappy one. Oh, la, la, a beer, c'est fatigué. Now, for, no, for those who don't know that, that's a real term. Fatigué is a real term. And it's not what you're thinking if you don't speak French. What does that mean? It means tired. It's a tired beer. Your beer has no hops left in it, sir. Speaking of hops, uh, say one last thing goodbye to the pinball nerds that like speak like I don't know it but you're just telling them and this is off the top I didn't tell you we were going to do this but you're just going to give them some French while I sip my beer from Spearhead Brewing in Kingston and you're going to give them a secret message to all of them that I won't know what you're saying okay just for fun like like man enjoy Albert today or wow he got an awesome score on Attack from Mars or just a just secret message to pinball nerds I'm going to drink beer you give them a message do you know about that did you guys know about that do you know what i just said in the ocean there is a seal did i say it right I don't know. Dans la ocean, c'est une fuck. Or lay fuck. Is, it, is the fuck French or English? Or male or female? It doesn't matter. Either oh, if it's or. plural, it's lay fuck? Yeah. Well, uh, tu regardes with les yeux uh, une fuck dans la le, ocean. So that's how you say seal in French. So I didn't swear on this episode of the Pinball Nerds Podcast. But uh, I don't even know if it's still recording. It's probably not. We're 12 minutes into this 
It was supposed to be quick, honey, and it wasn't quick. So I can kind of speak another language. I think this is... What number... Oh, excuse me. Oh, chug like half a beer there. Okay, what number are we on? I'm doing it poor man style this time. No, we've got to be at 14. 14? Okay, 14 is that I am a fully ordained Dudist priest. Now, the only thing you have to do uh, to become an ordained Dudist priest is pay your... I think it's 30 or 40 bucks American. And uh, more importantly, though, than the money. Because everyone says, oh, it's just the money. Yeah, you can become a non-denominational, whatever, spaghetti cauldron monster made up religion. You can become one of those ordained ministers in five minutes on a number of shady websites, okay? But there's only one website that's going to make you promise to care less. They're going to make you promise to not give a shats. And if you don't, then you can become an ordained Judas priest. You basically have to try not to care. And I used to care too much. I used to care too much about what other people thought of me. And I used to care too much about what I thought of myself. And now that I've lowered my limits and I have absolutely no standards for myself, it seems to be working out well. So let's move on to number 15. Number 15 is that I used to be in a band a long long time ago. Um, Mr. Dave Clark was our drummer. Uh, Brad Menis was a guitarist slash he was more rhythm guitar. Um, I was more the lead, but he also was our primary vocals. And we had a great time. I think that we had a weird name, but I don't remember it. And I believe I even asked Brad last year. I fortunately slash unfortunately had to see Brad last year. Um, and that was at the Dave Clark Memorial Pinball Tournament. Unfortunately, my drummer, Dave Clark, passed away. Uh, he had numerous health disorders. Uh, I know that he had been one of the first people in Canada to get a kidney transplant, and then he also had another kidney transplant, but he also had several other things that he was struggling with. Thank you very much to Dave's mom and his sister. Uh, I know he was in Toronto, I believe now, but his mom's still living in Lambeth. Shout out. Um, they both helped Dave get to live and stay on this planet quite a bit longer because of the fact that they shared part of their kidney with him. So thank you so much for both of you doing that. Thank you also to Brad Hopkins and everyone else who took the time and energy to come out. Honey, do you remember the Dave Clark Memorial Pinball Tournament at Call the Office? I sure do. Did you I have was, a great time? I was there. I was keeping score of everything. You were the scorekeeper. You were like basically the TD because I was too I was. probably drunk and vaporized uh, to yeah, be the TD. You were, and that it was a lot of fun. But we had a great time. We did, and there was a concert that went on afterwards. Yes! Yeah. There was live music in the background. Dave's mom came, his sister came, his dad came. I think maybe one of their uncles came. Yeah, I think the aunt and uncle came. Aunt and uncle came. And Brad Minnis came. Shout out to Brad Minnis. We used to be best buds in grade 11 and partway through grade 12, I think. Mostly right way through grade 12. Uh, love you, dude. I know you don't listen to the show. I know you're not huge into pinball, but Brad and his two other uh, football dude buddies who we brought out, I think Darren and the other guy, they were actually... Oh, I can't remember the other guys. I feel bad. I'm sorry, other guy. I don't think you listen to my show, other guy. But other guy, you were really good at pinball too. Actually, the two football guys won the round where we had to play split flipper. They were playing split flipper against like Brad and someone else, like someone decent, and they won. I don't know. My memories could be a little jaded, but um, so I guess that would be number 16 is that I actually had 
the tournament for Dave Clark, our drummer. So I haven't tournament directed many tournaments. Um, number 17 would be the other tournament that I had that was actually... Well, tell everybody about the other tournament. Do you remember the other charity tournament we had at our house, love? Yeah, that not pinball related, right? Yes, it was for pinball. Was it like Graham's thing? Yes! The weed didn't start the fire? No! <laughs> she got it all... You. Here's the thing about comedy. It's all about timing. It goes like this. We didn't start the fire, but it sure kept it going, and it didn't let it smolder up forever. No, we shouldn't make jokes. What was Graham's cat's name? Do you remember? Hunter. Hunter. This show is dedicated to Hunter. Hunter decided to get the F out of the fire, and he dove from the third floor. And Hunter didn't make it. And Hunter, I'm sorry that you didn't make it, but Graham has a new cat named Merlin. And that came from Big E, also known as my buddy Eric. Mr. Eric Norwood, who did the uh, cover, the logo, the, the song for this, the show for about 100 episodes there, the Christopher Walken one. So that would be number 18. But let's go back to Graham for a second. So, unfortunately, Graham had a fire while he was at work. He works for UPS in Kitchener-Waterloo. Uh, shout out to Graham. Graham was episode, like, 136. Nah, probably past that. I don't know. It was the very first episode I ever said a swear word on, besides this one. And Graham is a good buddy of mine. We were good friends from grade 7 till about grade 12. And he, unfortunately, had a fire at his house. So we had a charity pinball tournament. Honey, how much money did we raise? Do you remember? I, I really don't, but I remember that there were some re really awesome prizes. Okay. But don't lie, was it over on. or under a thousand? I, was it over? I think it was, yeah. Yes! That's why I freaked out. So what happened is, um, Aaron and Christine, shout out, our good friends in London there, they cooked up a whole bunch of awesome goodies like cupcakes and all these different things for Graham. And we had a big charity tournament there, and I used a wood carving kit. So there's like number 19. I know how to do a little bit of wood carving, amateur wood carver here, including a giant surfboard for first place. Yeah, we had a, like an auction. We had an auction there for a whole bunch of stuff that raised four or five hundred bucks. Then everybody's entry to the pinball tournament raised maybe another hundred bucks. I think it was 10 or 15 bucks to get in the pinball tournament. And there was maybe 10, 11 people who entered it. But the main thing was Aaron and Christine went out of their way and made all these incredible big, like like hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of incredible custom crafty cupcakes. Yeah. Like there's every type of cup, there's root beer cupcakes, there's Reese peanut butter cupcakes. I, I can't even remember all the flavors, but there was lots. And we had probably over fire coat at our house. Not good during COVID times. But Graham was honestly in tears when Graham net left to go home back to Kitchener the next day. And he realized he had money not only for first month's rent, but probably first and most of last month's rent, which he didn't know which was coming from. And at the time, he thought that the apartment people were going to charge him. They refused to give him back his last month's rent, of course. There was upwards, I think, of half a million dollars worth of damages to the building besides just his apartment. So it was pretty bad. We we went in there and we helped him for the day and helped move him out. But Graham, I love you, buddy, and I'm sorry that you had to go through such a hard time. And I, his cat was like his best buddy because he he doesn't have a girlfriend right now that he lives with or anything, and he doesn't have any roommates. So like you know, 
for his, you know, that's your, that's your buddy, that's your roommate, for your roommate to pass away, and, you know, he wasn't guilty of it at all, he wasn't a smoker, or certainly not a cigarette smoker, like, wasn't it, like, the power cord, it, like, used out or something, yeah, it was an electrical cord, let's be honest, who here unplugs every single thing in their house, who here even unplugs every single solitary pinball machine before they leave, hardly anyone, probably, right, so it was an electrical fire. What can you do about that? It was. And you're not home, so it's not like you can prevent it, right? When you're not there and it starts. But mo- I don't bring any of this up. Yes, for the Dave Clark Memorial Tournament, I think we got to donate just a little over $300 to the Kidney Association. Yeah. Something like just a little over 300 or 200 I don't remember. I don't know, but it was, it was a decent amount. Anyways... Yeah, it was just a couple... Like, these are... I'm not bringing these up to humble brag. It's just really cool, fun stuff maybe you didn't know about me. Um, It's not that I'm a super charitable person. I think I am a charitable person when it comes to tipping. I'm a pretty good tipper. Yeah. How how often... Okay, here's number 20. How often do we have this conversation? Honey, should I tip 25% or 30? Like, almost every time we go out to dinner somewhere. And then, okay, if I'm at Milos' Craft Beer Emporium, tell everybody how much I tip typically. Don't you do, like, 33 or something? No, 33 is if I get bad service at Milos's. I don't, I don't 50 is, 50 is, like, 40 is, like, good service. 50 is, like, my usual incredible service. You, oh, I didn't know you did that often. I just remember, like, one time you did 50, and I thought that was pretty extravagant. One time. It's a good thing you're only there with me one in 20 times because, guys, the only thing I've nerded out more hours in my entire life, it ain't disc golf, it's not ball golf, and it certainly isn't, like, you know, homesteading or something. No, it's craft mother frickin' beer. Okay? To prove that point, we just spent over $100. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> the new Brunswick liquor store. Honey, they don't want to know how the sausage is made. Okay, we just spent $101, and we spent all this money, and I did not buy one single solitary beer from a non-craft brewery. I maybe spent 20 bucks on craft beer from Ontario that they had there at the New Brunswick liquor store before we went back to Nova Scotia, now that we can cross a lot easier. But I spent a good, solid... $80 on just local craft beer. Yeah. On local, like, New Brunswick craft beer that I can't get over there. So I want to try to help support. And, of course, at the checkout, the guy says, his upsell is, would you like to get... And he just took all the time and energy. Now, the guy in front of us had a 2-4 of Molson, right? So that took one second to check him out. He had to sit there while he checked out $100 of single cans, and we didn't even have two of any single beer. They were all singles. So when he went for the upsell, do you think I was going to disappoint? No way. Because you can't tip these guys. You're not allowed here in Canada to tip the LCBO people in Ontario or the NB... NSLCs, PELCs, NL, NL, NFL, XFLCs. You can't tip them. They don't let you. But what you can do is when they try to upsell you, if you don't hate the product, buy it. So my love for helping out this young fella here, he hit his quota on upsells, was higher than my dis, distaste, my hatred, my ambiguity for non-craft beers. And therefore, I purchased a Coors product, a Molson Coors product, honey. I did it. Yeah. He upsold me on the winter ale... 
Granville. In? British Columbia. Where in British Columbia? I don't know. You're married to a beer nerd! Learn your beer! I don't know where it is. Alright, I went to the brewery. It is on the island of Vancouver. Also called... Vancouver Island? Vancouver Island! Beautiful! If you ever go to Vancouver and you don't go to Vancouver Island, you're missing out! And maybe even go hit up Granville Island. Because although Granville Island Microbrewery is now owned by Coors, and they have the full distribution network, and some of their main beers, including the Lion's Winter Beer, is most likely brewed on the mainland. All of the beers brewed at the small little craft brewery in Vancouver. And that's number 21, is during the Olympics, Mr. Tim Hillis, my good buddy Tim Hillis and I, spent a lot of time at the Granville Island Brewing Company, including a lot of time searching out a crazy, crazy, crazy craft beer. But I alluded at the start of this conversation to talking about why on earth I'm drinking a Spearhead craft beer. In fact, they're one of only two beers they even make right now that's available. The Hawaiian style pale ale. And that's because number 20, what number are we at? 22. Yeah. I've lost track. I don't know. Okay, number 22 on the list is I was chosen to be the exclusive bartender of the one and only craft beer at the London Craft Beer Fest. I don't know, four or five years ago. And it was right when Sam Roberts was getting very popular. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was, I think that was more than four years ago. Maybe eight years ago. Yeah. There's yeah. your old work, hun. Hi, San Quill Information Center. And there is Hi, number 23. Look at that green car. <laughs> Look back at that green car. I'll take the, I'll take take the, the wheel. Look take back the at the wheel. green car. Look at it. Look at that green car. What is that? Do you see it? I can't see it. There's too many trees. Honey. Oh, I see it. Is it Isn't like that a, awesome? It's like a... Guys, I just drank drove. Don't worry, though. I only had three. In Canada, that's like nothing. Is it a hatchback? Uh, it was a hatchback, but that was like the hatchback from Wayne's World in a bright green turquoise. Yeah, it was a gremlin, a great oh, green. What was that? Oh, was, I don't know. Was that a bear? It looked bigger than a Oh my god. What the fuck? Or frig. Oh my god, honey, I swore three times on this show. I can't I can't air this. You this can't is getting edited drink out. And podcast I know. It's horrible. <laughs> I should only podcast sober. I usually do only podcast sober. And the sad truth is, this is number twenty-five, is that the sad truth is I usually only podcast when I'm in a good mood and having a good day because nobody wants to hear me be grumpy. No. I don't want to hear me be grumpy. And when I'm grumpy, I don't want to talk to everybody. You don't. And it just, it makes for an uninteresting, uh, like, podcast to listen to, too. It's a Debbie Downer show. You can just sort of tell, like, you're just not into it. And then you're just like, well, why am I listening to this? He's clearly not into it. Yes. You know? Oh, so going back to number 24, I am the bartender... Uh, that's handing out this awesome craft beer that Mr. Aaron Brown, the organizer of the Forest Craft Beer Fest, replicated with the gentleman from Forked River, the craft brewing company in London, shout out, and they uh, tried to replicate a beer that Aaron Brown helped brew while he was over in England. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, where's that license plate from? Uh, I don't know. Elvis has left the building. How did you remember the name? 
because I have a very good memora. Holy shots, guys! I haven't remembered that name of that beer in years. Aaron Brown might not even remember himself. He probably would. I bet I got a message, Aaron Brown. I love you, dude. Uh, he went to Toronto. His wife started to go to like some after graduate program there or something. I don't know. So they left. But um, Aaron, I love you, dude. That was so fun when I got to bartend. So oh yeah, so I'm bartending, and right beside me, guess who's bar? The bartender right beside me, like five feet beside me. Who? Sam frickin' Roberts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you guys don't know who Sam Roberts is, pause the show. Go YouTube, Spotify, Google something, Sam Roberts. Listen to a little bit of Brother Down or one of his other cool songs. Really awesome dude. Big beard. Standing there beside me. He's got like a million frickin' Instagram followers or something. And after him having to hear me tell the story of how this beer is brewed in England and how Aaron Brown hung out with the frickin' monks there and whatever else helped brew this New England, you know, Elvis has left the building beer. Um, he says to me, dude, was there any, any way on earth I could maybe just get a pint of that? I don't have any tickets on me and I can't really go stand in line because I'm short on time. But it'd be really cool. If you pour me a beer, I'll pour you a beer of this. I said, "Ah." Uh, Sure, Sam Roberts, that'd be rad, dude. And I think I had just came in from a little vaporizer, so I was like, whoa, I don't want to talk to other people for like 10 minutes. But anyways, uh, he took a picture of the two of us together and him drinking my beer and me drinking his beer and vice versa. And I swear to God, like three or four people that night were like, dude, you're on, like, because he tagged Forest City Beer Fest or whatever. And they're like, there's that guy. And they went over, they're like, you're the guy in the picture of Sam Roberts. I don't know, God, it's not a big deal got a couple likes who cares but the cool part was that here is this you know legend of a rock star in Canada anyways don't know how big he is in the U.S. and he's asking me to pour him a beer I was like this is really 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 rad so now that does bring me to the next moment where I got to hang out oh wait you didn't tie back in with your beer though Oh, so this beer that I'm drinking right now is the spirit. Thank you, honey. You're welcome because I knew that was going somewhere. Yes, I. Sorry, I'm sorry. So this beer I'm drinking right now, the Spearhead beer, is the exact same beer that Sam Roberts poured for me, the Hawaiian IPA, their only beer at the time, I believe. So that was kind of cool. And way out here in the middle of brick frickin' nowhere, in the middle of country bubkin, New Brunswick. No, we're in Moncton. That's like the big town. That's not the sticks. But still, I'm crossing the border right now as we speak again back into Nova Scotia. Do I have to put this away quick? Do I have one kilometer to chug this fucking beer and they're going to ask us questions? Yeah. Guys, I got to chug this beer. Honey, talk to them for a second. Tell them about a fact they don't know about me. Let me chug this. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Albert can drink beer really fast. There's there's a fact for you. How how full was that beer, Albert? Are you still going at it? Half. Going half full? Alright. Let's see how long it takes to finish it. No, tell them one fact <laughs> they didn't know. Come on. I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. It's you're literally just, like way know, too much dead air for a podcast, okay, honey. Okay, but you're just, you're, you're leaving me. Excuse me. I'm not the podcast person, right? I know you're not the podcast person, but you couldn't have been like, this dude runs triathlons or something, like. When you put me on the smell again, until you're It's all good. Like, it's all, nah, okay. I forgive you. Um, 
I just had to chug that beer, guys, because I didn't want to get a ticket up here for open alcohol. So, uh, oh my God, excuse me. No, we're not. Well, we are, but we're just about to come up to the popo. Going through the border. Guys, wait, do I have to turn off the record or just keep talking? You can keep chatting. They might even just wave us through. Passenger vehicles keep right. Okay. Commercial vehicles left. Oh my God, I probably shouldn't be recording. Uh, all right, the next fact is that I live on a border town between Nova Scotia and New Brunswick on the east coast of Canada, even though I used to be from far away. Thank you. And they waved us through. Thanks, fellas. Okay, all right. That was quick. I was a little... Okay, I don't know if I made that one up. Okay, what's number 28? I'm going to bang out some quick ones here, guys. Number 28 it's is... Well, that's what I'm saying. Number 28 is that I do triathlons, love triathlons. Uh, I've done over... What place did you get on one of them? Oh, well, this is no... Okay, this is number 29. No, 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 no. This is good. Number 29. (laughs) Tell them all what place I got in the fat mother frickin' category. Didn't you get first? Damn! Your boy's the fastest fat boy in southwestern Ontario. That's right. Number one, Clydesdale. Hey, don't call me a Clydesdale, unless we're in bed. Uh, <laughs> then, no, when we're in bed, she only calls me one horse name, and it's Little Sebastian. <laughs> no, she calls me, a horse is a horse, of course, of course, unless his name is Mr. Red, because a horse is... Um, Little Sebastian is my favorite horse, though, and uh, I would be proud to have that as my name. Could it? Could we just, like... Uh, Can we just get a pony and call it Little Sebastian? Little Sebastian. Oh, we just hung out with alpacas. Number 29 is that I really want to get an alpaca because I have an, a tea company called Angry Alpaca. Yeah. But you guys, they already knew that. I know, but I want one too. So I'll uh, and, to get Oh, one. number 30. What are we going to call our black and brown alpaca? Chewy. Deep. That's right. Leia and Chewbacca. So now we need a male and we'll have to name him Han to, to complete yes. the, the quad. Well, I mean the most important the of most the quad. Important, yes. Yeah. So going back to number 28, um, this triathlon that I did uh, was only, it was half an Olympic distance, I believe. Or it was, no, it was a try-try. So it was a 375 meter swim uh 10 kilometer bike and a three kilometer run i believe and in the last hundred meters i took this dude out so i got weighed in and i only came in at 221 pounds if you're over 220 pounds you're allowed to be considered clydesdale of course i registered as a clydesdale because when i registered for the triathlon i was about 230 and uh, anyways, long story short, I trained so freaking hard for that MFR that I almost lost so much weight that I didn't get the medal. So that was actually an HSBC triathlon, but I later went on to do the Guelph triathlon. Um, the one, it was the try a try, but it was a longer swim. And that swim was actually really scary. So I'm gonna name this number 30. Uh, swimming with 600 people. Uh, so I think only 200 people in my wave, like males 20 to 40 took off at the same time or something. But like swimming in the midst of 200 people is scary as heck. My goggles came off twice. Thank God I was able to grab them. Um, I got a mini black eye on the left and I think 
I saw at least two other people having bloody noses from yeah, getting kicked or punched. Didn't you see you got, like, hit in the face or with like feet or whatever in the swim? Or... Several times. Yeah. Every time you went to go around a buoy. There's a lot more people at that triathlon than at the other ones that you've done. Yes. Well, it was a Subaru. And once you do the Subaru, you never go back. It's like going back in black. You never go once you, you never go HSBC after going Subaru. It's like you already did La Creme de La Creme, right? Why would you go back to the whatevers? It's like, but anyways, I got smoked in the Subaru because it was not far from Toronto. I think it was Guelph Lake, and uh, there was a lot of really good competitors. But yeah, I've done a whole bunch of uh, events, and that could probably be like numbers thirty to forty. Do you think that could be oh, my yeah. endurance events? I think so, yeah. Okay, let's bang these out quick. If this is going to be forced to be like a uh, a one hour at once <laughs> live message, um, then let's just bang them out quick. Number 31 is I completed a marathon at a race in London called That Damn Hill. Now, my friend Graham Murtaugh, as previously mentioned, it's kind of a, it's kind of neat that this he's coming back into play here. Yep. Um, Graham smoked me and he did 55 kilometers in 12 hours so you start at 9 a.m and it goes till 9 p.m you actually can do the 24-hour race now um even then maybe they had that it's not considered like the world endurance championships or anything like that in canada but it is recognized as one of the top uh you know probably 24-hour or ultra-marathon style events in southwestern Ontario anyways. So we did have some ultra-marathoners coming from the U.S. and really all over Canada, which was neat, uh, primarily Ontario and, and Toronto. But um, the cool part was for me is that like some people were doing a 10K, other people were doing a half marathon, other people were doing marathon. And like we started with, I don't know, 80, 90 people, and then there was 50 people, and then there was 40 people, then we were down to like 30 people after 10 hours. Then we were down, and you start to really get to know these people because it was like a one kilometer loop where you just keep getting to talk to them over and over. And there was one other gentleman that was right around my pace that we talked to quite a bit. And it's possible after 30 kilometers in, honey, I ate a little bit too much pizza. They brought Domino's pizza in around like 5 p.m. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I ate like every time I went around for probably three or four laps. You're so hungry. Once you've been working out for that many hours straight, you start to get so hungry. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Now, I am not running most of these laps. I'm jogging on the flat portion, maybe a 500 meter, like half kilometer portion, which is like a third of a mile. I'm jogging for that portion every single lap, but I'm walking down the hill to save my quads and I'm walking up the hill to save my calves. So anyways, that's kind of a cool thing that I got to do. I did complete the 42, but I was at like 38.8 with like 20 minutes left or something. And they were like, dude, you're going to need to step it up. So I had to jog most of my last two or three laps. Like I cut it down to probably within like a minute that I managed to get it done within the 12 for it to officially count as a marathon. You did six hours. A six-hour marathon. Oh, that's yes. right. We you only did the six-hour, but they the did have the 12-hour. Not a 12-hour, but you did the six. Well, oh. this is why we have you here. Oh, my gosh. Here's Owen. Here's this guy. This poor guy. I know that kid. Oh, no. That's not good. How's it going, buddy? Hey, dude. How you doing? Good, you. Good. You're going to have to go on the other side. We got the water in there. How's it going? Oh, is it good. You? Hi, Aiden. Good. Hi. What are you doing with my board? Did you guys have fun? 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause the show.